Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to episode 189, I think, of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady. And this is like a real, I, look, This I'm not going to say milestone because that's a cliche now, but like, this is a big deal. And hopefully it's a big deal for you listening. I know that this episode will alienate like 80% of the world, but it's really meant for those niche people. Like this is a, an episode for the special people who grew up listening to this very special album and I have a very special guest with me today. My friend Jesse Chambly is back, aka Jesse Chambliss. How are you? I'm great. Um, I actually prefer the term co-host now um, <laughs> instead of just friend, Troy. So, yeah, if you could do that, thank you. <laughs> co-host, extended family, whatever you'd like to be referred to. Um, how was your day? How was how was life? How was everything? Um, well, I told you this before we were recording, but, um, I'm officially about to be a dog dad. Um, as of tonight, right when we're done recording, I'm going to get my precious little baby angel cherub and I'm so excited and I'm about to be just as annoying as you think I will be based on what I just said. So, um, I'm really excited about it. Social media, get ready. Um, it's, I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. I'm expecting pictures immediately. Like I'm really, really, this is a huge deal. Like you're becoming a dad today. Yeah, I am. And I think it's, um, you know, probably more important than when people become like parents of humans. Um, not knocking humans, but you know, uh, we love, we love an unproblematic fave in a dog. So. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, well, so we're doing something, obviously, like I said, very, very special today. We've been on an Ashley Simpson journey, and it has been truly incredible. <laughs> it has been truly, truly incredible. It's been so fun reliving these songs with you. And we're at the end of our journey here, which makes me really sad. And that means we'll have to figure out something, some other random thing to talk about. But we're mm-hmm. talking about Bittersweet World today. Yes. Just... You know what? I'm not even going to say what I was going to say about it. I'm just going to save it for the actual review part. But I personally believe Bittersweet World is special, as you say. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to be neutral. I was going to give away. I was going to toss all the cookies into the, <laughs> onto the table right there. That's that's yeah. That's not the right thing that I should have said. But you know what? I mean, I was going to spill the beans too early. <laughs> I was going to toss all the cookies on the table right there. I was going to vomit all over your dinner plate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess we should also say that. So Jesse and I have like literally since like the first day that we decided we were going to do this, we've been taking bets on, on um <laughs> what song we think would be each other's favorite on this album. Yeah. And it's become almost like a little bit of a taunt. If anything, it's, it's become a, t- I'm very cocky about it. And I feel extremely confident in what I believe is your favorite song on this album. I think I know it now. I think I'm too on the nose with what your favorite is. Um, but I, I wouldn't, 
I would say that I'm I'm middle of the road in terms of my confidence level. Okay. Well, this will be really funny. Should we say before what we think each other's favorites are so that when we get to them, it doesn't sound like we made it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. So without any question, I know for sure, like, like my life depends on it, that Jesse's favorite song on this album is called Ragdoll. I just know it. And I know it based on, just based on what we've talked about, Ashley Wise, like, I, <laughs> I am 100% confident that Jesse's favorite song is going to be Ragdoll. And by the way, I made him promise beforehand, actually yesterday, that he would be honest about whether or not I was right. Yeah, I, I will. I'm not the type of person who will just lie for someone else to be wrong. If you are wrong, I'm going to, you know, relish in that moment. But I will I will totally own up to it if you are correct. Um, I believe that your favorite on this album is Never Dream Alone. And okay. I say that because because of the uh, end of the album track love that you have. And I think this is one of her like most solid closers. Okay, cool. Well, oh, and I also should say that we are going to be doing um, a couple bonus songs too, because um, the bonus tracks are very important in Ashley's catalog. Um, one in particular that I figured, do you want to start with the bonus songs? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. warm up. Let's warm up. Let's start talking about um, Invisible, because I feel like that is like the premier Ashley Simpson bonus track. Um, what is your journey with this song? Like, Did you know it when it came out? Did you learn about it later in life? So I think I told, I, I've spoken about this on the other episodes that I've been on, but I didn't always have cable in my, in my youth, but I definitely had it here because I remember watching the music video with the, like the boxing gloves on uh, TRL. So that was my introduction to the song. I never like heard it on the radio or out in the wild or anything, but I watched it on TRL and I always really liked it. I didn't really understand where it fit in her whole catalog or like mm-hmm. if it was a new album or like what she was doing because the re-release didn't happen. And so I, um, but I always liked it. I didn't revisit my enjoyment of it actually. Like I do other Ashley songs until more recently in adulthood, but I think it's a, I think it's a stellar track. I agree with that. I think it's, it's actually like now I would say, I think it's probably one of her better songs just generally and um, I love that music video. It's iconic because it introduced that music video introduced us to Ashley 2.0, like hair extensions, new nose, tan, like bottle blonde. Ashley was like, you know, in the midst now. And also a really interesting thing that I found out about this song was that it was, it's a cover and it's written by a band and the band that wrote this song, they live in my neighborhood. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they like they live. When I was researching the band, it was like they <laughs> live like not even a block away from me. And have you tracked them down yet? Being <laughs> not the yet, but that you are. The night is young, <laughs> and so are we. Right. Um, but yeah, so this song is a is a remake by a band that's local to me, so that makes me feel even obviously more connected to it. And yeah, I don't know, I just really like I really enjoyed when Ashley went like hyper feminine. I thought it was like fun to see her just be like, you know what? I'm a girl now. And she like 
had weaved onto her ass and she was super tan and <laughs> she was always in heels and dresses. <laughs> um, where would you say she was? Um, because you talk about her transformation into fashion girl. Where would you say she was during Invisible and, and like the fashion girl spectrum? Um, I think during Invisible, she had definitely entered the fashion girl spectrum, but I would say it was like, it, it, I say she entered it in this really interesting way where it was like, she had established herself as somebody that people couldn't predict what they would, what she would do. And that became Ashley's fashion thing was that she was unpredictable. You never knew what hair color she would have. You never knew if she would be really tomboy or really like super girly. <laughs> <laughs> almost like a uh, like an off-brand Rihanna. She's like the the America's <laughs> best Rihanna. Great value. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, I okay, okay, that makes sense. That helps me to put things into perspective just because of the placement of this song is just kind of I never really like have it placed in my head correctly in terms of her whole career. Right. Yeah, it is super random. And I I actually still don't fully understand like this was on a soundtrack or like why it was released or not right. released or why it has yeah. a video. And I don't get all that. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't either. Um, but I can, let me, let me dig a little bit while we, while we move along. I'll find out. Okay. Okay. I'm into that. Um, oh, and I also feel like I should say before we move on from that song, that the music video was inspired by million dollar baby, <clears throat> which is just like cool. And yeah, the bonus track that I'm even more excited to talk to you about is, a song that I just recently made you listen to called Endless Summer. And I want to know what you thought about it. Uh, I thought Endless Summer was great. And it, not having knowledge of the bonus tracks, really, which makes me feel like a fake fan, um, even though mm-hmm. I know that the album's really well, I was disappointed that this never saw the light of day. I think it could have... I think it definitely could have been a part of the of the discography. I um, I wish that it would have gotten a little bit more attention, even if it was just a deep cut, you know, of the album. I wish it I wish it would have seen the light of day a little bit more. I agree. I think that it's better than a lot of the songs that were. I mean, not a lot, but like it's it's a good fucking song. Like it's a really really good like mid tempo ballad. It's not like super super slow, but it's not like it's just it's a perfect like chill. And her voice sounds cool and it's catchy and it's like theatrical. It's good. Yeah. Throwback to our um, autobiography episode. If this would have replaced giving it all away, this would be a no skip album for me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're right. This is a really good replacement. I know. (laughs) I know your trauma behind giving it all away. No, but this would have been a good replacement for that song. And also, I don't know, I just, like, it's weird that Ashley has so many, like, I know that artists, a lot of artists have bonus tracks, and that's, like, a thing, especially in pop music, but I feel like there's only a handful of artists that have bonus tracks that people have, like, a real attachment to, and I definitely remember when I was younger, like, we all loved these bonus songs of hers. It's very along the lines of, like, Madonna or Britney. But not, you know what I mean? Just like having a ton of bonus tracks for whatever reason. Yes. And you know how I feel about Britney bonus tracks. I mean. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We went down that rabbit hole the other day. Yes, we sure did. (laughs) Getting sweaty (laughs) thinking about it. Um, Actually, and, and sorry, back to Invisible because everything just came flooding back to me. 
Oh, it was on the Bratz motion picture soundtrack. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What? I remember that. I remember thinking that was so bizarre because I actually looked that up whenever the song came out, you know, years ago. And I thought, huh, I don't, I don't really know why that's on there. Um, so I don't know if it, uh, okay. So I think, I think what had happened was it was recorded. They were going to put it on the re-release of I Am Me. Re-release of I Am Me didn't happen, got picked up for the soundtrack. It was also on a random like Nickelodeon Kids Choice compilation as well. So yeah, and and, wow. and you do know that it was like a Japanese bonus track on Bittersweet World too. So that I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a Brad Soul movie though. I mean, it's like honestly, that's so fucked up because that song is so much better than being on a Brad soundtrack next to like I don't even fucking know Bewitched or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember in the early two thousands whenever all of these it, it wasn't like Britney copies, but it was like girl groups and just like poppy pop girls that were like not really in the disney machine but very adjacent like Mm -hmm. play from sweden like like no secrets or like no angel like all of those random groups that had not even minor hits like i actually miss that a lot i miss that era because i feel like what we have now to compare to that is like i don't want to say ava max because she's actually had like had some success but you know what i mean like even like lower tier ava max type of you know pop people who are releasing stuff no yeah it is a very specific very extremely specific kind of space to occupy because you said it's like it's like disney adjacent but you're not actually involved in it you just are sort of involved in all of the uh the like bullshit that goes along with being disney adjacent like the good girl stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. yes anyway we could talk about that all day we need to get back to the bonus tracks we got (laughs) food on back um, there's another bonus track that I was really excited to send to you called, uh, sorry. Um, I didn't like sorry as much as endless summer, but I thought like, I thought sorry was fun. Um, do you remember exactly what I said about it to you? It, did I make, did I make like a Lindsay Lohan comparison? Oh, I feel like, right. Yeah. Yes, you said I, that it was said, like Lindsay. Yeah. This is like an, uh, uh, deep cut Lindsay trying to be rock song kind of yeah it is it is very if you, anybody listening to this if you're not familiar with Ashley's bonus tracks they're all on YouTube and um sorry I mean that's the best comparison it is literally Lindsay at her most like I'm about to perform on TRL in the middle of Times Square you know which oh man we don't need to revisit that moment I love it but we don't need to revisit it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, and and that's really all I have to say about it. Like, I think it's fun. Um, it's not, it's not something that I will revisit like I would endless summer invisible. What is the last one that I sent to you though? There was another one. And I said that it it was, um, it wanted, it's what, uh, burn it up wanted to be fall in love with me. The one that's like, nah, 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 nah. It's like, it gives like, like, uh, Disney reggae vibes. (laughs) (laughs) okay okay yes this is this is in the category of like it might be better than burning up which the bar is low um but once again like i'm i'm fine without it i don't need ashley to do disney reggae like i would love to see it live (laughs) but i don't want to like listen to it on you know on my spotify or whatever right it's very like white girl just got her hair cornrowed on the beach <laughs> and they're 
You know what I mean? And they're like making their way over to like the planned, like the like planned dinner on the beach with 30 other families. Yeah. This was her, this was her culture vulture moment. Like she just, she had to have one, you know, every, every pop star has to have their, have to have their moment. Um, well, I kind of feel like those are the only bonus tracks that I really care about, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm so like thirsty to get into Bittersweet World that I know I, I can't I can't even like sit down in my chair. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating at all. Okay. So start by telling me your journey with Bittersweet World. Yeah, so um much the same. I was just I, I'd been an Ashley fan. I stuck with her through the whole career and I was really excited to hear this. Um, this is when music consumption was really changing for me and I didn't really know my ideal method for, you know, how I wanted to either like download, store, whatever. So this was the first like physical Ashley album I didn't own. Um, and I was in high school, I think I was 16 when it came out and 15 or 16 whenever it came out. And not really, not really knowing, um, like exactly what I wanted my music style to be. Um, I was feeling like too old to like music like this, um, and you know, still passes like being a straight person. And right. um, so, you know, I didn't. I just, I just, I, I didn't really know where to place her. But I, but I followed her, and I still really liked her. So I wanted to listen to this album. So I. Um, I like I downloaded it, I think, like purchased, downloaded it and um, just like had it on my phone. I had this little like sliding texty phone and uh, I would listen to it on there, like at work and stuff when I was like flipping burgers at the diner where I worked. And um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was really fun. I mean, obviously we'll talk about the tracks, but um, it was just a continuation of, you know, it was very different, but it was a continuation of me being like a fan of hers. And so it just felt really natural that I was going to get it, even if I was like having an identity crisis and tying that to music consumption because of not trying to be too feminine, blah, blah, blah. Really annoying, like gay boy stuff, you know? So right. I know I get it. of where I was. Yeah. I mean, I completely get that. This, this album came out for me when I was in college. Um, And I was like a year into college and I just remember it. I was already excited because there was an Ashley album out. And I was like, Oh my God, like Ashley's got a new album and it's like, she's got like red hair and it's all like all things happening. Um, She's dating Pete. And she was like very highly public. (laughs) She was very highly publicized. Actually your hair right now is bittersweet world. Ashley red. Oh my gosh. That is. Thank you. Thank you. It is. (laughs) But no, I was like, she's got a new album out and I'm really excited about that just naturally. I mean, it could be an album of static and I would be excited, (laughs) but I was even more excited because this album came out right at that peak, which is something that I have in my notes so much. We'll talk about a ton, but it was the peak of like that Timbaland, Nelly Furtado, Justin Timberlake, Madonna, kind of whole gig, you know, like um, four minutes and all of that stuff, promiscuous. Like it was very in that sort of, it's in that family. And I loved all of that music. And I loved uh, Madonna's Hard Candy, which was like her Timbaland album. 
And I, I already loved like Pharrell and I love the Neptunes and stuff. So it just felt very like, it just felt like I'm, I knew that I was going to love this album before I heard it. And yeah, yeah, it yeah. was weird. And that was my favorite thing about it. Yeah. It kind of, I mean, I was like big NERD fan. Um, and so I was also vibing with exactly what you're talking about at this point in my life. And it was kind of bridging the gap between like this, um, kind of like punky poppy, not like scene thing that was happening here still. Um, but like, like a, like, you know, that kind of like Lupe fiasco middle ground of like skateboards, but Mm. like hip hop, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm like things that work somehow pulled apart from one another in culture and then brought back together in this time. Um, I feel like that's a really weird comparison, but just because of the producers she worked with, this album kind of sits between those, those worlds. Yeah. And this, I mean, I know that she's like known, obviously she's never released. I think I wrote down that invisible was the only song she's ever released publicly that she didn't write, but I think she has the most, you know, this was Ashley, like, really fully realized. Like, she had so much creative input on this album. Um, she wrote, like, 11 of the songs. And it also coincides with her first pregnancy, which was mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, I mean, that would explain... Uh, that is the reason that she gave, in quotes, for taking a break from her music career. But, like, we all know that it was because she was just being fucking torn apart constantly. Especially after the nose job, it was like... You know, she was America's punching bag. So she couldn't catch a break. No, she couldn't catch a break. And the irony of the name of this album is like it is so bittersweet because it's such a great album, but it does represent like the end of her music career. So that makes me sad kind of, but I also still love it. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I I think that I mean, if we're gonna have any closer, I'm glad that it was quirky and different than her first two albums. And gave us a different side of her that we can bop to. And really, upon revisit, I feel like I appreciate it so much more than I did back then. I agree with that. And I honestly, one of the things I was really shocked about in doing notes for this episode was that um, music critics really liked the album. Like, even though Ashley herself wasn't, like, respected as an artist, it debuted at number four on Billboard. And it didn't sell well but it was really like critically loved honestly i think just based on what i was seeing it's her most critically liked album but just and that's so sad because it just means that people were just salty i mean that's typical though that's what happens like sometimes an artist will like instead of trying to like rebrand and you know put on some sort of front sometimes you know artists have like will channel everything actually into the art if you will and it either pays off or it doesn't and for her i think that she got some wins in terms of getting a little bit more respect and credibility um but she's unfortunately was still just getting so much crap because of personal life and then that snl performance that still haunted her well, let's get into the first song, which is Out of My Head. Like, I I can't smile bigger. Yeah, this song is absolute bop. 1000% certified bop. It is such a strong opener to this album because it really is like, this is what the album is. 
This is the vibe. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I wish you guys could see when Jesse just silently breaks out into dancing and then I have to like try not to laugh. Um, <laughs> but like, it's like, this is this out al- or this song explains the entire identity of this album. Yeah. Yeah. Start to finish. It's, it's truly like uh, if you're reading an essay and they have like an abstract in the beginning and it, kind of summarizes everything I, I i totally agree with you this is the abstract of the album yeah and it's another um it's another you know just in in the vein of ashley it's another relationship song that's very thinly veiled as a message to the media and the public where it's it's ashley basically saying fuck off it's her polite way of saying just leave me the fuck alone i get it you don't like me you think I'm a joke? Just stop talking about me. It's actually, I mean, it's it's so good. Um, I really like, shut up, you chatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The, okay, we should actually, that's a good transition. Before we even get any deeper into this album, one of the things that we have to talk about is the fact that, like, th- first of all, this album is very weird. It's extremely experimental. Like, mm-hmm. it's doing some weird, just fucking studio, let's have fun and, like, see what happens kind of shit. And also, the lyrics are, I mean, for Ashley to have had the most impact, or the most, uh, I don't know why I keep saying impact, input lyrically on this album, it shows because it's so Ashley and the lyrics are so funny and fucking weird. Yeah, I really also like how she says, and all your questions don't leave me no time for me. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> don't leave me no time for me. <laughs> like, man. <laughs> right. And she's graduated from squeaks to groans. So now we're at this sort of like, a lot of like, ha, uh, uh, a lot of like, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. What would you class? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's like um, it's like chanting, right? Right. I don't, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't have a great word for it. I think just that noise in itself. That like the three people who are listening to this, who are bittersweet world fans, are going to get right. exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, cutting that out. Uh, let's see. Twenty-seven, twelve seconds, and cutting that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're out of my head is great. It's it's just eighties fucking deliciousness, and it's fun and fucking weird, and I can listen to it at any point. Like it's a song that I can listen to at any time. I am so excited to ask you about this next song. It's a big one for me. It's not a favorite. It's not the favorite, but it's a big like, one. I was like, this isn't your favorite. I know it's not <laughs> no. your favorite, um, <laughs> but I love it, boys. Um, well, I can't not talk about this song without mentioning a few things. Okay. Um, I've thought about this so much. The way she says hypnotized, it's like she just like had a, like a cup of water in her mouth and she was letting it dribble out as she was saying it. She's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, make the guys it's a, I mean, honestly, so many words she delivers like that, just sort of drunken. Yeah, yeah. She she had a lot of lazy delivery, but I think it was like a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. When I put my eyes on glass, it's very like, oh, Ashley's had too much Merlot and she's singing at the bar. 
Um, yeah, and, and just speaking about lyrics too, the the like the bridge is dirty when she's like use your head but not that one one track mind like some double entendre she was she was saying some stuff right here okay right yeah this album is for sure the most tongue-in-cheek for sure there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like puns and and like little like quippy moments and it's very like sexually charged at certain times I think that the like it being charged sexually is more authentic than like burning up. And so that's why I think that I was like, it's way more palatable for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like she actually means it because I mean, she and Pete clearly were getting it on. And mm-hmm. so I think she was like really drawing from someone that she was in love with and they were having some, they were having some real fun behind the scenes. So the song sounded more authentic. It's like in the zone for Britney. Totally. She feels more like, like there's more of an ownership of her sexuality in this than like, it's not as performative, like you said, and as it was before. And the song also gives me real, there's a lot of moments on this album that give me Gwen Stefani vibes, but this gives me real solo, like LAMB Gwen vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the critics say all the time. And it's like, she gets the Gwen comparison on this album, like in every album review, everybody mentions mm-hmm. it. Um, and I mean, also it, it, it does. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, we'd be remiss not to mention it being used in House Bunny as well whenever they are washing the cars. <laughs> it's so good. I, I think that, do you like, like, is this a song that you've ever, like, gone to the album to listen to? I, I don't think so. I think back in the day I did. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I've listened to the album as an adult, I don't go to this song, but I never skip it. I'm, I, I feel like I'm kind of like, I roll my eyes a little bit whenever it comes on. Not that I dislike it. I'm just like, this song is so weird and cheesy. But also, it just like, it reminds me of House Bunny. And, <laughs> you know, I'm basic. I love that movie. And so <laughs> I just, like, I'm like, okay, I have to listen. Listen, I'm basic. I like the, I love the fucking song. Uh, 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 uh. It's I like 80s island vibes. And the chorus makes no sense. They gimme, gimme. She just says that a bunch, but like she never finishes her sentence. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> they gimme. <laughs> it's like, okay. What are they giving you? What are they giving you, girl? Um, yeah, great, great song. Honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I mean, it really is like, it gets the endorphins going real good. If you need it, this is a good like workout song too. Like if you need like a good treadmill song, this is a great one. Or like a strutting song. This is this is a strutting song. Mm-hmm. Slinky, right? Yeah, a good soundtrack to my life kind of gig. I'm walking the runway, but I'm really walking to Walgreens kind of gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, you guys. It is me, Troy McKeady, your resident podcast host, here to remind you that this week's episode is sponsored by none other than Helix. I'm at a point now where I look at my life as pre-Helix, post-Helix. Pre-Helix, I was terrible at work. I was grumpy. I was angry all the time. I was mean and irritable. And I realized I was just not getting enough sleep. And now post-Helix, I'm a fully formed individual. Like, I didn't know that this is what it felt like to get a full night's sleep. 
Helix has a sleep quiz that takes all of two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress that is made just for you. Helix is also very aware of the fact that it makes no sense that you would go out and spend money on a mattress made for somebody else's body because it's illogical. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you can guarantee will be perfect for your body, and I don't know about you, but I find that to be very iconic. Helix also understands that every person is unique, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot like me, and they have Helix Plus for the plus size folks. When I took the Helix quiz, I got matched with the Helix Plus because I like a mattress that is firm but not too firm and soft but not too soft. I am the Goldilocks of mattresses and I truly found the one that is just right. So if you're in the market for a mattress, go ahead and take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, it comes right to your door, shipped for free, and you'll never need to go to a mattress store ever again. Helix is awesome, but you do not have to take my word for it. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com dunzo, take the two minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, I promise. They have a 10 year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it, but I can guarantee you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dunzo. Let's talk about Rule Breaker. I love this song so much. Oh my God. Is it your favorite? No. Okay. No, Rule Breaker is not my favorite song. Um, I think it's, I think it's stupid. Like, she talks about like sleeping in and having tattoos. I'm like, that's not that. I mean, that's not that risky. <laughs> but I think that it's just, <laughs> I think it's just composed so well that it's really fun. Like, this is a song that I will just listen to standalone. Right. I literally, the first line of my note says, this song is absolutely ridiculous, but it's undeniably fun. I think it's a song that you have to listen to a few times before you realize that it's stuck in your head. It's one of yeah, those like. Exactly. It's odd, and it takes you a, like you have to sort of understand the 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 beats and the formula of the song before mm-hmm. you can really enjoy it. So it's like almost like the first time you hear it, you're almost guaranteed to not like it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and she um she does a lot of that like weird word pronunciation weird pl- uh, word play here because in that one um that one line she goes so 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 some say I'm a black sheep like which I love I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> right, totally. Totally. Punk rock. <laughs> you know, my favorite pronunciation of this song is when she says, when she, in during the breakdown, when she says, I'm daddy's little girl, bundle of kisses. And then she goes, little Miss Princess, <laughs> everyone knows that. Little Miss Parlor. <laughs> we definitely talked about that a couple of months ago, I feel like. Um, and... <laughs> oh my gosh it's just <laughs> you beat me to it you beat me to saying this um but yeah i'm just a princess alone that's perfect like it just oh man i then, can't wait to start randomly texting that to you for no reason at the rest all of our lives yes and, and, and the best part is is like First of all, that whole chunk of lines just makes no sense. And then 
she goes, but that's another day. There's rules to break. Yeah. It's like, okay, sweetie. Like, <laughs> I, I think you're contradicting yourself here, but it, it's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bizarre fun. film. Right. And it's just, you know, it's, I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to just be, this whole album is just fucking weird. And that's the charm of it. Like a lot of it doesn't make any sense. And, but it's like, I appreciate how unapologetic it is and its weirdness and what it does good, what it does well, (laughs) it does so well. Like the beats in this song, Because this is a real, like, beat-driven album. It's a mix of these 80s sort of synth 808 beats and, like, really heavy guitar. And the beats are... I mean, it's it's fucking Timbaland and the Neptunes doing this, so that's why. I mean, it's incredible. And they do that so well. Like, they're able to incorporate, like, the live instruments and a rock Mm. sound with these different types of genres. Like, they're known for that neptune's known for that timbaland mm-hmm. can can make it sound so polished and like it was meant to be you know and right i think i think it works and i also like how like you're talking about she does lean into it being freaking bizarre because i love the part where she's like you you you, you don't want no problems you ain't, you got, ain't no got no beef no <laughs> talking about girl you think because pete's on your arm now you can show up to the bar and fight girl pete can't do that either he's really busy ironing his hair (laughs) um i have a a confession to make Uh uh-huh we're approaching my favorite song on the album is it is it no time for tears yeah and this is actually the, the the one that you guessed first yes i said okay so thank you for admitting that i appreciate that I, I told Troy it's either Never Dream Alone or No Time for Tears via text. I will provide mm-hmm. receipts if anyone cares. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I will I will take that. I was going to tell you when we started recording, but then I didn't want it to be obvious that it was the one by telling you that you, you know, the whole thing. But this is the one. This song is... I actually don't even know if I have the words to describe how much I love this song and like how it makes me feel. Do you want to hear a secret? Yeah. This is my second favorite on the album. Okay. (laughs) I just floated off the chair. Um, It's so good. Can we really talk for a second? Yeah. The fact that this song wasn't a single is mind blowing to me. It is, I think that this song walks the the line perfectly of being a pop rock dance. Like it's just it's it's perfectly pop rock and perfectly dance. It like walks the line so well. Um it's this one is exclusively produced. Well, not exclusively, but uh Charles Hugo from the Neptunes worked on this, and I don't think Timbaland is on this one, which you can kind of tell because there's no like futuristic beats behind it. Um, but there are still so many weird, unique sounds in the background that if you listen to it with headphones, you just hear all of these really weird instruments and it's just, I could go on. I love, I I love this song so much. I think that she did hear what she 
was wanting to do with shadow to be honest with you because mm. this is this is less on the nose um this is i mean it's still a nod to you know what she's been through um like living in the shadow it's not as much about that obviously it's more about like her career trajectory but I think that she conveys way more about her journey here than she did in Shadow, for sure. Yeah, it's a real, like, it's a real, this is a depression song. Like, this is a quarantine, like, like pandemic, bitch, get out of bed and put some lipstick on and, like, wash your hair song. Like, it literally is, like, this is Cher's moonstruck slap across the face in a song. Yeah, and... I mean, just like the lyrics, looking at them and, and what she says, she has that back and forth of, I want to cry and I want to give up, but I'm a badass as well in every line, every line, one misstep and I'm on my own. You wash your hands clean of me, right or wrong. It's like, she's acknowledging that she has to move on and and do things on her own, but she's also kind of grieving and like accepting how people have perceived her, whether it's a lover or the general public or the media, you know what I mean? I'm actually going to read some of the lyrics of this one because they mean so much to me. It's like, when am I going to have this opportunity again? Sometimes I just do stuff selfishly on this podcast. <laughs> she said, lovesick dreaming. When we first met, you gave me your world with no regrets. I never thought anything could come against, but Oh, what did I know? One misstep and I'm on my own. You washed your hands clean of me right or wrong. Behind closed doors, I was broken, though, trying to keep it out of sight of the world. I couldn't say, love the course. A million miles that I have gone, signs that say to give it up. Just tear me down or lift me up. No time for tears. And then she says, put myself together and hear the sounds. Oh, my heart's been thrown around. I gave you my sky before I found my ground. But God, what did I know? Come on. Come on. That's songwriting, baby. That is. The lyricism here is... Great. Delicious. So good. God, if anybody listening to this right now has not listened to this album, like, just be prepared. Be prepared. Because this one is coming for your wig, gal. (laughs) Snatched. (laughs) (laughs) It'll snatch you bald, sis. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about another favorite of mine, Little Miss Obsessive. I'm ex- I'm really anxious to hear what you think of this one because I don't I don't feel like I can gauge it. Um, I love it. Okay, good. <laughs> Very simple. I love this song. Um, I, you know, I I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what this song is about. I'm not going to lie to you. Even knowing the lyrics, I don't really get it. And um, I think I have always been fine with the ambiguity just because I like the way it sounded and um. I liked, I like the way that I like her vocals on the verses. Um, she's doing her smoky thing here um, without mm. the piano. You know what I mean? Um, she really hits that hard in the verses, and so I was always like, okay. <laughs> yeah, her. I mean, especially in the the opening, like the beginning lyrics are so like her, her voice just sounds so cool. I love the part where she says in the morning, and she like oh my goes gosh, up me too. Active. Stop it. <sighs> That is my favorite part of the song. It's so good. I in my mind, the song has always been that like they're breaking up, but she's unaccepting of it, and she just is unapologetically kind of pathetic about it. Yeah, 
and doesn't I mean, even and, care. And just to just to give go back to the lyrics that that part where you said in the morning, she's like, I got in a fight with myself. I got the bruises to prove it. I love that part. But I love the next line. Then I swallowed your words and spit them right back out. Oh, God. So good. I also just love the repetitive chorus where she says, and I guess we're really over. So come over because I'm not over it. Mm-hmm. Like that's so catchy and such a well-written pop hook. I guess we're really over. So come over. I'm not over it. Give me a break. Yeah. A little bit possessive, a little misobsessive. Can't get over it. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying now, it seems really obvious what this song is about. Um <laughs> Oops. Um, but it just, it just like I never I don't know. I think it's I think it's just weird enough to where I was thinking that it would have been maybe something more metaphorical. I don't know. Uh, and I never really uh understood um what's his name? Tom Hiddleston playing white oh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really understood like how he got a feature. <clears throat> on this um whenever he like kind of delivers one line um and then there's like a whole rap on uh murder and that rapper never got like any credit it didn't really make a lot of sense to me that was kind <laughs> oh of a weird move i can't wait to get to that fucking song but yeah definitely one of the catchiest choruses and it's one of the most traditionally ashley songs on the album if you will it like definitely leans more into that pop punk thing but it also incorporates even still like the the 808 beat in the background like it's got like a a good just like 80s beat in the background somehow still on this like really guitar heavy song yeah i i I think it's great i think it's one of the stronger tracks for sure i wish it would have gotten more promotion as a single because it's the only song that charted on this album well let's let's move on to the next one shambly what do you say yeah the next song is 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 ragdoll Uh uh-huh what do you think about this one? Um, it's not my favorite. I'm okay. sorry. Be serious. I'm I'm so serious. 100% it's not my favorite. I loved this song in high school. I think that like 16-year-old Jesse, this was probably his favorite. Um, but like overall through time and right now, like definitely not. It's something that I listened to because I was really fond of it back in the day. Um, but <laughs> it's so weird. Um once again, this is another strange track. It, um, I don't, I don't think I have like actual thoughts to give here because it's just like a swirly mess. It, it reminds me of like, I, I actually have a visual of this song. It reminds me of like a McDonald's playpen with all the like plastic balls. Like that's what this <laughs> is. just like falling into it and sinking and, and them flying everywhere. And there's like band-aids. Right. Know, always band-aids that's pretty much all i have to say i like it but that's that's what i have to say in terms of my thoughts (laughs) wow so i landed on the complete wrong end of the spectrum not even a little bit wrong 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 um i like it i i do like it it's it's really fucking weird but it's like it's weird in a way that works for me where there are moments on this album that are weird that just for me do not work where i'm like i you know even however many years 10 years and i still don't get it but this is one where i'm like i do really like it i I really like it's got a really intense uh timbaland beat in the background like it's very timbaland um and 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it... <laughs> in this one too. <laughs> That's probably why I like it. Yeah, no, I I really do like this song. Like you're not you're not off base there. It's fun. It's it, once again, it's fun. Like it's an easy listen. It's a fun listen. When it comes on, you're just kind of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, a little, yeah. Ashley, little Ashley hop scoop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's uh, it. I wrote in my notes that it reminds me of a song that would be on the soundtrack of a really like silly '80s movie, like Valley Girls or something. Like I mean, girls yeah, just want to have fun. This belonged on the Bratz soundtrack or whatever. I know it's a little on the nose with Ragdoll, but like this type of thing, kind of like a you hear it at Wet Seal when you're shopping for crop top type of songs. Like right. that's what this vibe gives me for sure. Don't you see my black tears? <laughs> um, let's move on to Bittersweet World. What do you think about this one? The title track. Yeah, um, I didn't appreciate the song when I was younger. And knowing full context and being an adult now and understanding the nuances of life, this song um, I think is still a little cheesy um but i think i appreciate it a lot more i get that i do think it's a little cheesy i think there's something about it that's always been missing for me to be honest it's there's something about this song that makes me feel like it doesn't go where i think it's gonna go or i always think it's gonna like do something that it doesn't do it just sort of falls like flat and I, I like it. And I it's not a song that I'm like, you know, jumping towards my phone to turn away from. But I've never, it's not one that I've ever turned on specifically to hear. Yeah. And, um, but I do really like the lyrics a lot. I love the lyrics of the song. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I love the lyrics. I think that this is one of those songs where it doesn't work to be so general with who you're trying to shade or talk about or provide commentary for. Um, I think that works sometimes like a, a la dignity, Hillary Duff plug. Um, but I think that this was too obscure, too abstract, too general. I, I wanted a little bit more of that uh, laser, laser sharp focus um, in terms of what she was yeah. trying to say here. I totally agree with that. It's definitely, it's like good girl shade, you know, is what I call it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm being shady, but also like, it can mean anything. <laughs> it's like, okay. Or does it mean that you're sick of the, the press and you're sick of people judging you and whatever? Like, you know, actually I wrote down some of the lyrics of this one. Um, She said, where do they go? There we go. Tragic. Everybody trying to hide all of those habits, but it's kind of bizarre when it's who you are. It's tragic that it's come to this. I bury all of my vices, trying to keep my head up over it when everything's whatever. Such an Ashley lyric. When everything's whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever happened to the magic that was keeping us, the faith that was beyond stardust. Now these hypocrites pointing fingers with three fingers pointing right back. There's a universal bottom line. Everybody's in disguise, even you and I. Behind the facade, trying to get by. Don't want to burn, but want to play with fire. Yeah, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of, like, words for not really saying a whole lot, I guess. You're actually and, right. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Troy, can you remind the the audience um, what the very first word of the song is? 
Tragic. Okay. So if you remember from the I Am Me episode, I famously um, <laughs> didn't know the lyrics to boyfriend and thought it was dance to your boyfriend. Do you want to know what I thought this word was forever until literally tra- like this week? Did you think it was traffic? 1000%. <laughs> I was like, why is he like talking about traffic in this bittersweet world? I mean, I get pissed about traffic too, but I, I was like, I don't, I don't really get it. I saw your head violently go down towards your phone when I started reading the lyrics and I thought for a second, am I reading them wrong? No, 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 no. I was, I was just, I, was, I have the lyric. I, I always pull up the lyrics <laughs> each time we talk about these songs and um, I knew that I was wrong. I knew that it was tragic now, but maybe I only figured that out like a day or two ago. <laughs> Traffic. <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's talk about. I'm sorry. Whenever you tell me that, it's like it sticks in my head. Like I actually listened to boyfriend the other day, and the entire time I was like, "I'm dancing to your boyfriend." I just pictured her like Ashley dancing over to somebody's boyfriend in the club. I know. I know. Um, okay, I actually have a question for you before we move on. Okay. So as you know, my favorite song has not been uh, revealed yet. We have right. four tracks left. Uh-huh. So what do you think? I think, I'm going to say that I, it's, it could be one of four. Um, I'm going to take a bet and say that it's, I'm going to say that I think it's hot stuff. I'm just going to go crazy and say that I think it's hot, so I'm going to go wild. Okay, you're wrong again. It's what I've become. The next track. That's my favorite. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, tell me all about it. I can listen to this song on repeat. Um, I often go to the album just to listen to this in No Time for Tears. Um, I, well, first of all, the opening, like, just like, like the strum of the electric mm. guitar like mm-hmm. my bra just like un- unhinges itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> it went pling. Yeah. It went pling. Um, and uh, I don't know. There's a lot of like, there's not a lot of lyrics in this song, um, but there are, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like something about the mixture of styles that is in this song, just like, really hits me because like you have that like it starts out so just like rock right but then you can hear you can hear the influences of some of the other people working on the song and it 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 is it is this beautiful sort of like melting pot but then the very end of the song oh my gosh i love the very end of the song I've just begun to find my way, right? So she says that one last time. And then it's like... So Timbaland. So good. And then it's like... Yes, and the very last bit, it was like... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I don't know. It hits. It hits so hard. And if I'm thinking about, um, I mean, like, there's nothing groundbreaking in the lyrics here. Um, but the, 
the the line about like all these blessings could be a curse i i don't know that just also just like settles somewhere in my soul i love this song actually now that you describe it this song does remind me a lot of like it falls in line with your other ashley likes from other albums and it's really good and it yeah the it reminds me a lot of um i know that i mentioned earlier that this album exists in the same world as like um, Nelly Furtado and all of that stuff. The end of this song reminds me so much of Future Sex Love Sounds. It reminds me so much of like old Justin. Like old, I know, I know, I know. It reminds me of Noodlehead Fuck Dick. <laughs> it reminds me of that fried noodle haired piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, it reminds me so much of him and Timbaland. And it's so. It's just so unique and so fucking weird. I know that I keep saying that, but this is a really, this is, this is where it's weird album. and it works. Yes, exactly. This is this is weird, not as in like a um, why does this exist type of weird. This is weird and and like this makes perfect sense. Um, mm-hmm. Just and also just the the short line of or opinions of distortions. Oh my gosh! I just like I don't know. This just it just gets me. The song gets me. It's just, it's a coming of age song. Once again, it's nothing groundbreaking, but um, it's, it's not only my favorite on Bittersweet World, it's in my like top three to five um, overall of Ashley. Okay. I think I discovered that in adulthood. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I I was saying I discovered that in adulthood. I didn't really know how much I loved the song until later. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's always good when you like albums like this. When you realize way later that you just like weren't ready for it as a kid. Yeah, I really like the lyric where she the pronunciation of when she says, "I feel like you may know what I'm about to say." When she says, yeah. "Seems like every time I escape," the way she says "escape," seems like every time I escape, like she'll do anything to make a word work in the lyric. I love that. <laughs> 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 I, mean, really like, I actually haven't thought about that very much That's she says escape. <laughs> yeah um, so okay but it, this isn't this isn't like a top tier for you i'm i'm gathering no it's not it's one that i uh i it's one of those like if it's on you better bitch you better believe it's gonna play all the way to the end and i'm gonna hear every one of timbaland's playful little beats um but I don't turn on the album for it, if that makes sense. Okay. That's wow. Usually we're a little more in line with things. I know. Um, I so know. this is wow. Okay. No, but I, I respect it. You know, you know, I'm I'm not in the shaming biz. So good for you and it, good for me. I still get it. I still get this song. Right. And it almost makes you you look so smug right now, by the way. Um it almost <laughs> it almost makes complete sense though that like because this album is so fucking weird that, like, I don't think any two people feel this, like, the same way about it. It's so strange, you know? Or even just this strongly about it. <laughs> just maybe you and me. Yeah, I don't even think Ashley knows it was released. She's like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to get, like, a cease and desist when this is out. Um, <laughs> let's talk about arguably the weirdest song of her entire career. In my opinion, Hot Stuff. This is almost like slut shamey. Eh, no, it's pretty slut shamey. Um, I 
I listen to this song simply because it's like I'm too scared to do like hallucinogenics, but if I were going to, it would be this song. Um, and that's why I listen to it. I'm not joking because like here she comes, Sunday school girl walking us like or, or walking up or whatever she says, and then she's like, she's wearing that. Better expect that boys attack. Are we perpetuating rape culture here? Ooh, it's it's weird. It's a weird song. It's um it's batshit crazy. Okay, one, two, everybody look what I can do. I can bring my leg up all the way. Can she do it? Can she do it? Can she do it? Can she do it? Um okay, so my thought on this song's message goes along with what I see is a music video in my head. May I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. So the image that I have in my head of this song is that Ashley would play, would play all of the characters. Like she'd play like maybe two or three people because what it sounds like is that she's like walking into a club with her friends. She says at the beginning of the song, I walk into the joint with a hoodie on. So she's saying, like, I walk in and I don't feel the need to, like, do whatever. Like, I have a hoodie on and whatever. I'm going to go sit with my friends and make fun of people, basically. And they're, like, observing people in this club. And they're observing all of, like, the girls who are, like, seeking male attention by, like, pulling, like, doing whatever. So what I picture is that Ashley would play both people. She would play herself and, like, the girl that's, like, doing air splits to show people she can do it at the bar. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. This is a Mariah Carey heartbreaker moment. Right. Totally. That's exactly the vibe. No, you're right. I, I Now I want to see the music video. See? Um, speaking of music videos, um, what I've become in No Time for Tears, I'm getting like, like not desert as in like hot sun. I'm thinking like gray, desolate, wind blowing her like mm. red hair out of her hoodie. She's like kind of walking. There's not a lot happening around her. Very minimalist. Just needed to say that because I forgot. Okay, moving on. I love that. God, so many options for red hair, Ashley, to be honest. Like so many visual options. Like I love me a gingy ash. Ugh. She looked really good with it. It was, it suited her so well. Mm-hmm. Perfect shade of red too. Like, not really auburn, not really burgundy, not really red. Just like somewhere in between, and it was like that like razor cut too. Oh, so good. Um, Which I love. Yeah, I just I can't wait to post images of her during this album cycle. Um, <laughs> that's the gayest thing I've ever said. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's just something melodically about the song that doesn't work. And I've been listening to it for years and it still just does not, it doesn't work. Um, it's it, this like, album didn't need it. It didn't need it at all. No. And it, it's like, it's like you said earlier, it's weird in that way that just is like, what were you guys fucking smoking on? Like, what were you doing were in the studio? Thinking? And also, like, what were you thinking? Right. Like, why? This is this is a bad message. <laughs> right. Like, it's literally a song about them going into a club and judging girls that they think are there to get fucked, basically. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Um, 
yeah, don't really have a whole lot else to say about that one. But I do have a lot to say about murder. Same. They say I get away with murder. Tell me everything. Um, um, I, I like the chorus. Um, don't keep me in the dark cause I'll find the light. She repeats that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, the, th- the thing that really always lost me was I got a monkey on my back. He helping me get it off. He helping me get it off. I don't know why. <laughs> why any human thought that that needed to be included in this song. And the moment she goes, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. I, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. The, the other, the other thing is, is like, if you don't realize that she's just saying that, like, there are some people who can get away with whatever they want, not like literally murder. The song mm-hmm. just is even more ridiculous. Like, I get what she's saying at least. Um, but the, the whole structure of it, the lyrics, it's all like a haze for me. I don't, I don't really know what's happening. It's very, it's very messily written. Um, it's probably, I think of the whole album, I think it's the most Timbaland song. Like when, it's, when, he, when he's like in his like, I don't even mm-hmm. know. I don't want to say when he's in his bag because I don't know if that's when he's in something. <laughs> when he's in his pocket? Um, <laughs> no, but you're right though. It's like when he's like pulling out all of his like classic tricks, like the all of the Timbaland tricks. This is it. Like this is the song. It also reminds me a lot of Madonna's Hard Candy for sure. It's like wow. really just all of those like um, – it just fits it. It could be on that album to me. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I'm just revisiting the lyrics just to make sure that I, that I get it all. Um, I, I do. I will say, I like the very beginning where she said, where she says, they say I get away with murder. I like that. That's fine. Yeah. Because, but it, but it set me up for a different song whenever she said that. And then we got this, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it's like it just goes into like a completely different vibe than you expect. Also, the rap is so like the rap is so unnecessary. And I know I read that that guy, um, I don't think he's like gone on to do much, but he was like one of Timbaland's partners. So I think he's somebody that Timbaland like trusted to like do stuff for him. Um, it, but it's very, it's just so cringy. Wasn't it? Wasn't isn't it like Iza Kiza or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I don't I don't get it. It's really stressful. It doesn't yeah. fit at all. Nothing... This is a Frankenstein song. They just, like, put different, like, body parts on this, like, torso. Right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Yeah. I got a monkey on my back. <laughs> Ooh. I can't wait to put together all the different grunts, moans, squeaks, and everything in between <laughs> during the recording of this series. It'll um, be a 30, 30 minute long like pod of just <laughs> us making noise. Of us thinking each time will be the time it sounds like her. Like for just confidently trying each time. And then it does, yeah. And it never does. Um yeah. Last song, Never Dream Alone. Such a beautiful, 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 lovely, just 
gracious ballad. Just so sweet. Yeah, this ballad is a home run for me. Um, it's Ashley at her best. She's not pushing. She's quietly showing like the strength of her voice. And it's so minimalist. And she's smoking a cig on a piano again. You know what I mean? Like that's... Yep that's the song but even it's almost like a it's almost like a um britney spears out of the music box born to make you happy like kind of like moment you know what i mean um (laughs) you have that choreo down like it's it's that it's so it's it's even though it's kind of like raw and like smoking a sick it's still like fairy wings you know what i mean Mm -hmm. No, I totally get that. I wrote in my notes that it's like, <clears throat> this is the ballad of a like a girl who's a little older. Like it's it's a little bit more experienced. Like you could tell. I think one of the the things in this album that Ashley really wanted to get across is that she was like more mature. She was older. Yeah. She had had much more life experience and like all of the experiences of like the Orange Bowl and SNL and just the way that she was sort of publicly criticized, I think she was trying to sort of express how much it had like forced her to grow up and how different she was just as a person now. Um, And yeah, this album just feels much more mature. Like it's, it's so beautiful and like melodically just the way that it like goes up and down and, and her voice. It's so good. It's one of, I think one of her best ballads for sure. I agree. And like those saccharine sweet moments where she's like, fall asleep with your, what did she say, hand on your heart and I won't let it skip a beat. Like that's where, that's where I'm saying it's like very sweet still too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I always think of like, for my visual, I think of like her, she and like a man and they're like camping under a full moon and there's like a wolf somewhere. Like that's my, that's my visual. (laughs) We're going true blood, huh? (laughs) Yeah, this is, this could have been, I mean, like, this could have been, like, on the Twilight soundtrack, like. Totally. 1,000%. That's actually so accurate. This is, like, very Twilight. Mm-hmm. But, but like, and, done well. Right. <laughs> but successful. Uh, but, no, yeah, it's it's great. And also, the other, I guess the other thing that I love about this song is that it's at the end of the album. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love a uh, end of the album ballad. And I, and I like that Ashley's so consistent with that. I love that. And that's why I thought maybe this would have been your top, but I get, I get it. I get your, I get your top song now for sure. Um, well, I'm kind of sad. This is like our last. I know. I feel Ashley like we're stalling. We're, we're just like, oh, well, yeah, that's a great song. Because what it's in. Yeah. Well, what are this your is- closing thoughts about this album? Yeah. I'll just give, I'll just give my like closing thoughts in general about the deep dive and everything. Um, I'm actually going to do this thing, Troy. I don't okay. like this. Um, well, because because I did what I did. Just want to say that upon revisit, the moments that were high are so high across her albums. There are things that I feel like deserve more attention than they got. Um, she was snubbed a lot in her career, especially for some of the 
like fun, relatable stuff that she released that didn't wasn't that deep and didn't need to be that deep at times. And then the other stuff where she was trying to just say something and differentiate herself. I think this album is, like you said, she's she's fully realized, I wish I had more listeners. I wish she wasn't shrouded in controversy for getting a nose job and lip syncing on SNL. Um, because I feel like this album would have gotten way more credit and, mm-hmm. you know, the credit was due. I, I think this is a really strong album. There's once again, just some songs that don't make any sense, but the things that are great about this album are redeeming enough to where I will continue to listen to it. Like I, I listen to what I become on repeat listening I get it. for this, for this, um, this episode. And so, you know, I'm really glad that we did this and it became a thing because I gained some new appreciation for Miss Simpson Ross. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. I, I mean, like this album and her just in general is like so tied to this podcast at this point. And like, she's so perfectly, perfectly encompasses everything that I uh, always hope to kind of get across that like, you can like whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't matter who you are. You can like whatever you want. And if, even if things, it's like things that people tell you that you shouldn't like, because for whatever reason, you'd be so surprised at like how much you connect to them. And these three albums mean so much to me and they're so good. And they both or they both, (laughs) all three of them just like are so perfectly whatever they're supposed to be. Like, they're so different. You know what I mean? Like, this album is so fucking different than Autobiography. You know? And it's like... But it so perfectly is what it's supposed to be, which is like this weird, experimental, 80s, beat-driven pop rock album. That is what it is. And it's weird, and it's fun. And I don't know. I'm just really appreciative. I'm really happy that you and I became friends through Ashley Simpson. She'll always now remind me of you. And yeah, I I, I'm excited to explore other albums with you on this podcast. Yeah, no, I 1000% agree. I'm really glad that you gave me so much space on your pod. It means a lot. Um, <laughs> You're very welcome. And I'm just going to throw this out into the universe. Um, if you ever want to do a, a Lindsay album review, I'm just going to claim that. I don't care if it's in 2022. Like, I don't care when it is. Like, I'm just, I'm claiming that spot. I don't care if any of you are listening and you want to do it. It's not for you. It's for me. (laughs) I also can already, like, I know that there's a dignity moment happening. I know that it's coming. And I feel like you know that it's going to happen. There's a Hillary Duff moment happening on this this podcast at some point. I don't know when, but Jesse got me to listen. (laughs) He did. He converted me. He got me to listen to uh, Hillary Duff's Dignity album. And I was like, I was like, hey, this is really good. And then I was like, no, wait, Jesse, like, you don't understand. It's really good. And he's like, I know. And I was like, then hours later, I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> this is I've like really good. 2007, and I've been the one trying to get you to listen to it. I get it. Try. I know. Try. I'm like, Jesse, seriously, it's amazing. He's like, I know. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess this is it. This is it. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thank you for listening to our ashley simpson deep dive i hope that you enjoyed it jesse thank you so much for doing this with me thank you seriously thank you oh wait tell people where they can find you on social media hello 
Oh, yeah. Um, Jesse Chambliss is my name. I am a Chambreezy on social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. And that's Z-E-Y at the end, not Z-Y. I know it's weird, but that's that's what I've had for forever. So I'm going to keep it until I'm legally uh, authorized to change it. You, know no, I mean? you won't actually find him under Jesse Chambly. It's just my Creole background coming out. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. Well, bye, Jesse. Have a good rest of your night. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.